everybody. Welcome to Buffy Speak. What's up? Hi. Um, dumb idiots. I'll, I'll let you know. I'll let you know right now. I sound like I'm in a cave. I sound like I'm in a an echoey water cave. I sound like I'm in hiding uh, for some type of terrible crime. But in reality, because she I is. just yeah, I actually um, I murdered my mom last week. But uh, <laughs> you cannot do uh, that while I'm drinking. Oh god! I know you couldn't uh, tell, but <laughs> no way. Bueno. Uh, we painted. Okay, so I've moved. I've moved homes. And we've painted my bedroom, and we took all the furniture out of there. But now, this is the only place that I can receive peace and quiet, and I Mm -hmm. will not be interrupted. And so now it's this thing where it's like, yeah, it echoes, but also nobody's going to talk to you while you're trying to do this. And just, we're we're cornered here, people. But anyway, that's why why it sounds like there's two of me. (laughs) Um, (laughs) But other than that, um, we've got... A good little episode. To we talk got the feel good episode of the summer. You thought it was a you thought it was a feel good. It's just nice guess, to watch the Watchers Council get their comeuppance. Yeah, yeah, it is. Nice. Fuck those guys first and foremost. For real. <laughs> um, okay, so we watched season five, episode twelve. It's called Checkpoint, and um, so the gist is like a bit on these, the nose for the episode in the middle little of the bit, season. A little bit. <laughs> um, but I always like those. I like. I like. I like the way that the seasons are structured, where it's like, dicking around, dicking around, dicking around, okay, we're at season 10, let's get our shit, or episode 10, like, let's get our shit together. Season Season 10 is when some shows really start to come into their own. I know, that's when people really find themselves. Just as The Simpsons and Supernatural. Yeah, or Friends. (laughs) Wait, oh, oh my god, is there only nine of Friends? There's ten of Friends, you were right. There's ten of Friends, there's nine of Seinfeld. There's nine of Scrubs, Um, technically eight, but... We I mean, don't talk about the ninth season yeah. of Scrubs. <laughs> Dave Franco uh, couldn't save it. I know. He tried, though. He gave and it And neither all. could Eliza, whatever her name is, from Happy Endings. That's not oh, Eliza, yeah, yeah, is yeah. it? No, no Eliza. Is it? Oh. Is it? Is it the girl that plays Penny or the girl that plays Alex? Or not Alex, Jane. Jane. Okay, yeah, that's who I thought. Um, name, I don't know her first name. Isn't her but, name Eliza? Hold on, Happy Endings. Hold on, right. guys. This is really important. She's doing some research. Happy Endings is a really good show. It's pretty really good. Yes, you it's think funny. it's a really good show? Okay, I'd first, say it's a pretty good show. The first two seasons are really good. I did not watch the third season. All right. It's a it's a pretty good show. Okay, it has you know my, what's not fair? What? The, the two, Alex and Jane, their real yes. names are Eliza and, Eli- and Elisha. Alicia. That's not Alicia fair. and Eliza? Yeah. Eliza was the one I was thinking of. All right. I like so, her a lot. In any I, case. She's in something else, too. I don't know. I'll think of it. Um, okay. So the gist of this episode is that Buffy... Okay. So the Watchers show up, and they have found some information on Glory. And so they finally show up to Sunnydale, which... <laughs> <laughs> they're just not good at their job and they're like really they're kind of petty i guess so it's like they're letting their slayer go through all of this even though there's only one in the world they like suck. it's not it's not like they're preoccupied with why other slayers they bothering, why aren't they bothering faith they because they don't care about her cause she doesn't reflect she's well probably in jail true i mean um, I'm, I'm, i genuinely think she's in jail at this point in the show in season I two mean, of angel i don't know Oh, I hadn't realized that this was canon. Yeah, All there's right. 
There's a point. Goodness. Listen, she's got it rough, you know? It's Duh. just like, she's just made, listen, we can't even get into Faith because we'll be here all night, but she's just made all the wrong choices, and it's just like, the, God, the ramifications for those choices are just brutal, but yeah, like, with, real. with Buffy, like, she hasn't done anything wrong, it's just that she thinks that they're doing things wrong, she just wants to be able to do things her own way, she doesn't want to be micromanaged, mm-hmm. that's really all it comes down to, is like, she's like, oh, listen, you're not out there on the field. You know, and for like, like have two you ever, seasons, that's been going pretty well for her. Yeah, yeah, and it's like, like, have you ever just been instructed to do something that you really know how to do, and then the person who's instructing you does not know how to do oh the my thing? Gosh. I have a manager it's, like that. Yeah, it's super frustrating. We're like, like when you get corrected when you didn't even do anything wrong, and like that feeling times a thousand, you know. Yeah. Where it's like they're showing up and telling her how to kill vampires, and she's like, y'all ain't staked nothing. Name one vampire that you've staked, and then we'll talk. And And they can't. And so, so they show up, and they say, we found this information on Glory, and if you do what we say, basically, meaning that if she goes through this series of like analyses and tests, and like they're judging the way, they're judging the way that she slays. Okay. Yeah, and they're, like, talking to her friends. It's weird. Yeah, well, I mean, that kind of makes sense because they're wondering... It is kind of weird, but just Buffy's doing things that so differently than any other Slayer has ever done it. So I get that from their perspective, too, where it's just, like, you know, things have always been this way. And and he says he says that this episode, too. I'm talking... Uh, by he, I mean Quentin... Travers. Uh, Travers. Quentin Travers. And he says something like, "You are." he says, the council fights evil. You, the slayer, are the tool with which we use to fight evil. And it's like, like, that makes sense. And so, like, when your tool all of a sudden goes haywire, you know, and starts saying that I'm not going to do things the way that you want me to do them, then, like, that's also frustrating. Which happens so, when you use people. Miss, yeah, it does, <laughs> doesn't it? It does. When, like, oh, God. Yeah, so they basically, they're like, we're going to analyze the way that you've been slaying and decide if it's adequate for us. If it's not, we're not going to tell you anything about glory. God, Which I, that's so shitty. I don't know if that was ever, sh- like, really part of their plan, if you know what I mean. Like, part of me kind of thinks it was a bluff because that, especially after glory went to her house, I think it would be reckless on their part to say, sorry, Slayer, you're on your own, you know, Mm -hmm. because we don't approve. But, you know, but the thing is, is that, like, if they were truly evil, then they'd be like, bye, Glory's going to kill you and somebody else is going to get called. Somebody who will probably be, like, more um, pliable, I guess, (laughs) or whatever. Like, so who knows what they would have done. But basically... There's there's just this ongoing argument, and it's really well done. They've got this really great montage where the council is talking to all the different um, Scoobies. Where uh, <laughs> they're really funny. They're trying to they're trying to give the right answers and like trying to make Buffy look good and stuff like that. Yeah. And like Xander no, automatic Anya is a gem. This episode Anya does a great job. This episode <laughs> She's where like, I'm from the south. 
like uh, southeastern Indiana, Indiana, where I was, I was raised, born on the Fourth of July. <laughs> where I was raised by both a mother and a father. Yeah, she, I love that line. It I has been quite a while since she has yeah. had to relate to anyone. Yeah, it. Um, yeah, so Anya's really worried about being found out as an ex demon. Um, <laughs> at the very end of the episode, there's the part where they're like, they're like, I'm here with two powerful witches and a thousand year old ex demon. And Anya turns to Willow and goes, Willow's a demon. <laughs> like, yeah, she she's is trying. She, she is. Well, she's scared. And I mean, we know how she is, but, um, yeah, she does a good job and they're all, they're all trying to give like the right answers and stuff, trying to make her look good. Xander automatically does not look good just because of his... <laughs> Listen, at surface level, he he brings nothing. At surface level, unless you're there and you understand that he's supportive and, like, I mean, at the very least, he offers a devil's advocate position. Like, even if he's doing nothing else, he's still like, okay, but have we thought about this yet? You right. know? And I I really like him. I really like Xander. <laughs> I think I, I've got this, like, sucker spot for him at this point, I think, where I'm like... Like, he's the one person who doesn't have any actual powers or any... Honestly, he doesn't have any actual reason to be there. Yeah. And he's still... He shows up every time. And he's invested and he's present and he doesn't blow people off and he tries his hardest. Like, I'm, I'm pro-Xander. <laughs> like, actively. Um, especially after this one where... Uh, okay, so... The thing is, a lot of stuff goes down. The most Im- the most important things are that, like, Glory goes to Buffy's house and is, like, threatening Buffy. But yeah. she tells Buffy, like, the reason I haven't killed you is because I need something from you. Which is, like, automatically, like, why would you tell your captain that? <laughs> right. Um, and then there's a part where Dawn comes downstairs Ooh, and is a literal... Oh my god, it was a really it's tense, tense moment. <laughs> it's really tense. Uh, Dawn is... Like three, like three feet max away from Glory, and Glory doesn't know. I guess, well, and Dawn does, doesn't I, know. I think. Oh, oh, about the key, you mean? Yeah. Or yeah, because I was like, no, she she knows because she she's like kid. Oh no 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 yeah yeah no yeah, Glory no, absolutely knows know. that she's in the room. She doesn't realize that she's talking. God. She's and I, speaking to the key because because Glory at this point still thinks the key is inanimate, I suppose, uh-huh. or is still energy or well, whatever. I think a it lot is of exactly. this show, Buffy is like the um, the incarnation of the old dying out and the new being born. Mm, mm-hmm. Like yeah. Buffy herself, as a concept and as a person, is like the uh, like just the. She is the concept of, like, the new moving in and kicking the old out. Because she's done everything wrong and everything, tech, you know, like, by the book, right. she's done right. everything wrong. And, uh, and Glory, this super old, super, like, powerful god, like, clearly the key has never been human before. Obviously, yeah. So she doesn't know to look in humans. Well, and that also, I mean, that wouldn't cross my mind. No, no, and th- and that's exactly <laughs> so. So when the monks turned her turned the key into dawn, and she so like what better the the point I'm getting at is like what's a better like 
visualization of this than Glory, like, staring the key right in the face and being like, Yeah. She won't tell me where it is, Donnie. Yeah. And, like, it's just, like, this episode, this episode is just good to, like, it's a, it plays on the themes of the show a lot. It's very, it's, like, it's just very, like, yeah, in this world, in Buffy's world, tradition doesn't have much of a, much of a place. Right. Yeah. Including- I don't know. I... No, you go. <laughs> yeah. I like this episode for a lot of different reasons. It's, um, yeah, I mean, like, just playing with the themes and, like, kind of, I love when they're talking about what people bring to the group, but they're talking about it genuinely, you know, and positively, not as in, like, I'm Xander and I'm insecure because right, I'm right. not the slayer. Like, when Buffy <laughs> is, like, defending everyone to, right. uh... Like she's to like the cons- to the council. Mm-hmm. She's like he has clocked more field time than than anybody else than any of you. Yeah, right. It's like if you want to talk, then like let's get out there. And that's kind of the whole point. And that's kind of been something that I think has been wrong with society as a whole for a really long time. Is that you have people like like okay, let's talk about war. It's like <laughs> war. Let's talk about war. Let's that's the kind of podcast. It. This let's is really get into it. No, you know what I mean? Like, these people up top, they can say, hey, we're at war with this country now. And then they send people, they send men and women who are who are young, like me, like they're our age, and they go over there and they fucking die. And they lose their limbs. And these, the people up top never have to deal with that. Like, they don't hear about the specifics. They don't deal, if they... Like, we're nameless, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's just, like, I think it plays... I think that's one of the main things about Buffy is just, like, don't talk about shit you don't get. And, yeah, like, that's like, kind of been a theme. Like, the way that Buffy, when somebody tells her, um, like, one of her friends will be like, well, you're not doing this correctly. I just really don't think that you're handling this situation correctly. She's like, are you the slayer? <laughs> no. Oh, you're not? Oh, that's right. I'm the only one. Bye. Right, yeah. like I, I'm, I've just always really appreciated that, like because I hate being told what to do by people who have never done the thing that they're asking me to do. Well, it's it's in a smaller sense, it's like the professor in this episode. Oh, exactly, exactly. Tell me more. Well, he this this scene genuinely makes me cringe, so I had to look away. Oh, it's <laughs> I, bad. I get very I get very bad secondhand <laughs> embarrassment. Yeah. But Caroline likes always sunny in the office. I do, yeah. (laughs) So she's more used to it. (laughs) Yeah, it's like, okay, so I mean, the gist is just that Buffy is like, hey, I think Rasputin was a vampire. Yeah. Like, part of of the lesson, like, that's what she's saying, and the the professor gets so mad. He's so mad that Buffy knows that all of these major historical figures are vampires, and like, who's to say, really, you know? (laughs) How are we supposed to know? Oh, and she even makes that point where she's like, yeah, everybody thought Columbus discovered America until we asked the Vikings what they were doing around the 1400s. And they said, oh, I don't know, just discovering this America-shaped continent. <laughs> like, that part was great and stuff like that. And, um, yeah, okay, so Buffy just, like, makes this point where um, the teacher is teaching them about how Rasputin couldn't be killed. They poisoned him. They shot him. It didn't kill him until they rolled him up in a rug and dropped him at the bottom of a river, and they never saw him again. Mm-hmm. But then there had been other sightings of that. So they didn't see a body. They had no confirmed dead body. They just were like, oh, well, we didn't see his corpse again, so bye. 
right? Mm-hmm. And Buffy makes this point where she's like, how do you know he's dead? And that's another thing that I think is one of the themes of the show, which is just like, like, don't believe all the information you're given. And I think that's really true for, for everybody. I think everybody needs to like find their own path. And like, I mean, there's a certain degree of like learning from other people's situation as far as like gathering wisdom and things like that. Mm -hmm. But for the most part, like as far as information goes, like if somebody tells you something that sounds like hearsay, then like fucking google it you know mm-hmm. and like just check for yourself i don't know i think i don't know this show is really Im- has a lot of important themes i was gonna say it's really important but that's like more of an opinion than anything but i i think i think it's indisputable that it has really important themes as far as like found family and respecting yourself and the way that you operate best you know mm-hmm. not necessarily how everybody else does and finding your just, way in the like, exactly in the presence of like um, you know, what some might consider a destiny. Right, exactly. That's another really good one, too, where it's like, I mean, I mean, people are told day in and day out what they can and can't be. And mm-hmm. it's it's really nice to just see somebody be like, fuck it, you know, which is like, I mean, like, when I see, like, when I see a man walk into a store, okay, so I've been working at this bookstore for a while, and, like, there have been a couple of men that show up in skirts and, and uh, and like, their fingernails are done and stuff like that. I guess I shouldn't say men um, because they might not be gender conforming. I, I've been working on saying they for everybody now. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm getting better at it, but it's not yeah. perfect yet. Um, but, yeah, so, like, this person, like, walked in and I always compliment their nail polish and stuff like that. Like, it's really refreshing to just see somebody just, like, visibly being like, fuck you and fuck it. Like, yeah. I'm not, I'm not here for this. God. I'm not here to be whatever you want me to be. I was so, like, I was blown away. Like, I was at a convention, like a nerd convention this week. <laughs> Today was the yeah. last day, and I am exhausted! I um, bet. I bet. But a lot of, like, an- like, for some reason, I found, like, the cosplay community and, like, nerd anime communities are just filled to the brim with people who are, like, gender non-conforming and uh-huh. not straight and, you know, and they're just, like, and maybe it's just so cool to come together. And especially in, like, Birmingham, Alabama, to, like, come yeah, together man. and, like, see these people who, like, are so, like, at least in this one little space, you know, like, I'm not going to judge them if I don't feel comfortable being themselves, like, at work or, you know, right, at the course, grocery of course. store. But, you know, for this one weekend or whatever you can just like you know if you're really a boy you can like finally like express that like visually and and like the way that you behave and stuff Mm -hmm. like that yeah and it's just so cool i don't know it's it was such a cool experience just i people watched a lot of it i just kind of like observed and it was a really cool experience and it was really inspiring because a lot of these people are um like under 18 Cool. So it was Look just at all like, these babies. Yeah, I know. I was just, I was very, I was very, I was honestly very touched. Yeah, they're good it. kids, it like, aren't they? What? They're good kids, aren't they? Like, not even necessarily, like, my brother and his friends, he's, he's 17, and they're just the sweetest kids. And they stand up for each other, and they've got each other's backs and stuff like that, and it's just nice. Mm-hmm. It's yeah, nice. So, so it's just, it's very cool to see, like, to see people who, like, practice who like practice that and you know aren't necessarily 
aren't aren't they don't want to hide anymore. Yeah. They don't want to like they want to just like be themselves. It's such a cool it's such a cool thing. What, what, what are we saying, talking back about? Back to Buffy. What no, were we talking saying, about? No, no, no. I know exactly what we're talking about because because I think this is all relative. I think Buffy realizes that the people above her who are telling her to do stuff, they need something from from her. Mm-hmm. Like that's her that's kind of what every we don't have to go through the details, but the gist is that all of this stuff leads up to this moment where Buffy realizes that the reason that she's getting pushed around so much is because people need her to do things for them. Yeah, and they're you know? afraid of like if they give of her, her saying the, no. If they give her the um agency right to exactly. like you know, be to choose like, whether or not she's going to comply. Yeah, yeah. If, right. if they don't push in, yeah, God, it's the same with like, oh God, when you get to like workers, like, yeah, you know, that's it. Yeah, that's what exactly. That's exactly what I've been thinking about. Is like, uh, okay, so let's talk about this in relationship to parents. My parents, they treat me like a person and they, they genuinely ask, like when they need help with something, when they need me to do something, they don't say I'm your parent. So you have to do this. They say, Hey, Caroline, are you free? Like, can you, could you handle this? Could you, Oh my God, that would be such a huge favor. Thank you. You know? And they don't, they don't force me to do things and I do it willingly and I get along and I form this bond with them as opposed to other parents who say like, Okay, well, you have to be home at 6 o'clock because we have family dinner every night. As opposed to, like, my parents in that specific instance, they'll say, they'll say, hey, we're having a family dinner at 6 o'clock. It's not going to be a family if you're not there. Please show up. Please show up. You know? Mm-hmm. And I show up for that. If somebody told me you have to be there, there's a pretty good chance I'm not going to show up. You know? Like, mm-hmm. if it was done forcefully enough, it forcefully, yeah, no, I meant that. Um, <laughs> but, but, yeah, so, like, these these... Uh, the council and glory and all this stuff, they've been pushing her around saying, Buffy, you, you're the worst, you know, you're the worst slayer we've ever had. And you never do anything right. They say that because she has this power and they still need it from her, but they're scared because she's the first one that might go rogue that Mm -hmm. has gone rogue, you know? Yeah. I mean, with faith, it was like, it's like they didn't even try. Yeah. At all. Yeah, and it's just like, and I mean, Gloria's the same instance where she shows up and she says, wow, you're so lucky to be in my presence and all this stuff. But then at the end of the day, she's saying, hey, Buffy, do you know where the key is? I really need it. Yeah, right? and, I'm not, and she even says, she's like, if I wanted you, like, if I wanted to hurt you, you would know by the being dead already. Right, yeah, that's another really good line. Man, that character's awesome. Oh, yeah. I just watched Bring It On for the first time. I haven't seen that. She's in that, right? She, yeah, she's one of the mean cheerleaders. And she uses, she did. She uses some not okay language. (gasps) Glory. I know. Um, (laughs) But uh, it's funny because Eliza Dushku is in that movie. Oh, okay. And she she plays like the bad, um, she's not bad, but she plays like the, (laughs) the school of hard knocks cheerleader. Okay, yeah, there we go. She's the school of Hard Knocks uh, Slayer, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, Slayer from the streets. Cheerleader <laughs> from the streets. Even though, yeah. in any case, it's a good, it's a really yeah, good Yeah, I know, we don't have Everyone to Everyone should it. watch it. But, um, yeah, I should. I've heard it things. was just very funny, because I was just like, I was just like, oh, hi, Glory. Oh, hi, <laughs> Faith. Any any other surprises? Did Anybody Bring It On come out? Up? 
uh, after this show? Sorry? Did Bring It On come out after this show? Uh, it came out in 2000. Okay. 2000, I believe. Um, and, uh, but it was after, it was after Eliza Dushku was Faith. Yeah, for sure. I didn't realize this, but Faith, Hope, and Trick, which is the first episode she's in, um, aired in 1998. Okay. All right. Which is weird to think about. Yeah, it is. I know. Wow. We're so old. 20 years ago. 20 years ago. 20 years ago, we were introduced to Faith. Wow. Faith Um, Lahane. There's also another really good moment, and we want to shift the subject a little bit, where... We haven't talked about uh, Spike at all. I, that's exactly who I was just about to bring up. Oh, I'm out. so glad. <laughs> so, first of all, he's um, he's shifted his tactic from being genuine with Buffy to being mean to Buffy. <laughs> <laughs> and I guess he thinks this is going to work better or something. I don't know what he's doing exactly, but, like, he, like, he starts critiquing Buffy being like why can't you keep a man you know do you bore them like what is it what is it maybe it's because of your fading beauty meanwhile Sarah Michelle Gellar has never looked better I know she's peaking if anything (laughs) (laughs) your fading beauty he's just he's reaching your honor (laughs) your honor (laughs) objection Um, so yeah so he's like he started trying to be mean to her and then I think this is kind of where the pieces start to fall together, which is another reason. Well, because she comes to him with a genuine ask for help, and she doesn't ask anything like for herself or or, exactly uh, or from from him. I mean, right. So, so what happens is that Glory comes to the Summers home, and um, she says, "Glory tells her." Right? Like, you better tell me where the key is, or next time I see you, something you love is going to die. Yeah, she's, like, she's threatening her, saying that, like, I'm going to kill your mom and your sister, and I'm going to make you watch. Yeah. So, as soon as Glory leaves, Buffy turns to her mom and says, pack a bag. Mm-hmm. And Buffy takes them to Spike. And Buffy walks in, and she's humble, and she doesn't say really much of anything except for the final the final threat right before she leaves she says like if anything happens to them i'm gonna stake you good Mm -hmm. um or something like that but that's really just more of him like to remind him like don't bail like you always want to it's yeah it's really it's less of a threat and more of a like please just like right please help me yeah, and she comes in there, and she's not on her knees or anything. Like, it's done with dignity, but it is, it, I mean, it's definitely not their usual rapport. And she comes in, she says, I need my my mom and my sister to stay with you. You're the only one who's even remotely strong enough to do anything to protect them, right? Mm-hmm. Like, because, I mean, if Buffy can't, then right. who can? And, they, I mean, she's at a loss, and she doesn't know who else to go to, and so... She brings him there, and Spike is nice, and he starts bonding with Joyce, and Dawn isn't happy anywhere, so it doesn't really matter. Um, but yeah, like, he's he's nice about it and stuff like that. I really, I really like that scene a lot. They're doing a good job of the build-up. They're doing, they're doing such a good job of, like, building trust mm-hmm. between them. I just, I don't know, I'm really enjoying it. Oh, bless me. Um... <laughs> And then, uh, let's see. Oh, and then because Buffy, so Glory showed up at the house unexpectedly and then Buffy had to like find a safe place for her family. And because of that, she was late for her review with the council. Mm -hmm. Well, the night 
the night. That's what I was about to bring up. So then she goes, she's on her way there and she's already had such a hard day. (laughs) And these fucking knights come out of nowhere and they're wearing full chainmail gear. And they try to beat her up, and obviously Which they gotta fail. Be, so it's like, I wonder when this aired. So it's got to be not that cold in Southern California. They got to be sweating their butts off. Of course, of course they are. You know that they're all layered up under there. But they show up, and I'll tell you honestly, at first I thought they were council members because I thought, <laughs> no, hear me out, hear me out. So I thought, because they were in masks, right? Mm-hmm. And I kind of think that this was on purpose. I thought that the lore intentionally was for me to think that, like, oh, so they're asking, okay, so they they were analyzed, they wanted to talk to Buffy about the way she handles things mm-hmm. and the way that she strategizes and that's what she was late for. And then I thought that mayhaps they had personally dressed up in chain mail and <laughs> gone after her in order because she fucked that guy up. She broke his rib whenever she was training with one of the council members. And so so I thought that maybe they had geared up and been like, OK, we want to see how Buffy fights. Let's go fight her. But that was not what actually happened, and things are actually just worse than they already were. <laughs> and nothing is getting better yet. And um, they really don't get better until the finale. Every single season. But, but yeah, nothing so she, like, fights. Dies. I know. She fights these knights. She rips his head off, and he's got some stupid stamp on his head. It looks like it looks like the fucking Chica emblem from uh, from Breath of the Wild. Yeah, it does. Um, Beth Beth is a big Zelda fan. I'm playing Zelda Bre- Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild right now. Um, it's a great game. If anybody had been it's wondering one of my about it, I'm having. Games. Listen, I don't even play video games, dude. I don't even play. Like I'm a Sims girl. I like like Animal Crossing and Harvest Moon. I like. I like the games where you get to just, like, live a life, you know? <laughs> and, um, but virtually, where I can still lay in bed mm-hmm. while I'm doing it. But but this game, I've been having so much fun playing this game. It's such a good game. I went to a... It's so much fun, dude. I went to a panel today. Um, oh, yeah? About Breath of the Wild. And there was a part where he was like, oh, and the timeline, where does Breath of the Wild fall in the timeline? And he went through this, like, five-minute explanation of the timeline of Zelda, and then at the end he was like, it doesn't fall in anywhere! No one knows! Yeah, it's all a mystery. I mean, that's kind of the whole point, right? It's just this reincarnation. Man, we should do a Zelda episode. I'd have a blast. I love Zelda. <laughs> Don't talk to me about Zelda. I'm I so know. into it. I have, okay. I, have beaten Bre- I have beaten Wind Waker six times. Uh, that's too many times. You want to know how far I got on Wind Waker? Huh. That's actually the first quote-unquote real video game that I'd say that I played is like, um, as far, I mean like things that aren't The Sims, basically. And um, <laughs> I played up until right before you face Ganon. <laughs> and then I saved and I turned it off and I didn't pick it up again. <laughs> that's... Well, That's it. I'm literally on the <laughs> last part of the game. Um, but actually, actually, I have to... Uh, so, I have 3% and I have no idea where my charger is. So, um, I probably should have thought about this before we started recording the podcast. <laughs> but let's go ahead and wrap it up. We're okay, almost there. We're sure, almost there. let's rate the episode. Okay, so basically, no, no, no. Here, so we get to this final scene where... Um, 
Buffy comes. She shows up finally. She she beats the she beats the night guys and she rips their heads off. Sorry, their no, their doesn't. masks. She rips their masks <laughs> off and she says she's like, "Who are you?" And um, and they're like, they they're trying to defeat her because she protects the key. Um, but it's because they're trying to defeat her and the key in order to prevent Glory from getting it, mm-hmm. and Glory's trying to defeat her and get the key because Glory wants it, so Buffy's just fucked up, <laughs> up, down, and sideways, basically. <laughs> and, um, but she finally, sh- she, like, she lets the dude go, and that's another key moment for her, is that she realizes the power that she has, and she realizes that she she's better than all these people mm-hmm. like she does more for the common man she saved more people single-handedly than any of these people hassling her ever have and so she storms up into the magic box like she fucking owns the place <laughs> and she she's like she's like no interruptions all right and then she starts this monologue where she starts explaining to them she's like i know what's actually going on here Y'all are trying to make me think that I need you because you know I don't. Yeah. And she, like, gets real with them and is like, we can be together on this if y'all will just let me live. And that's all she's been asking for this entire time. She's like, let Giles help me. Let me protect Sunnydale. The Hellmouth is right in my school library. I'm there all the time. I've got it covered. It's Mm -hmm. fine. And, uh, so basically she just gives this big spiel. My favorite part is when the interrupty dude starts to interrupt again and she throws a, a giant sword at him. A huge sword. Um, and it's great, but... And she goes, I'm fairly sure I said no interruptions. Yeah, that was great. That was great. Um, but she basically, like, oh, and she does that thing where that she always does where she throws the person's words back in their face. Mm-hmm. Where she's like, I, I'm fairly sure he's understanding me right now. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so it's, it's just, it's really good. It's, it's just this big moment for her where she kind of realizes her own worth and realize, cause she's also been having these doubts that were kind of sprinkled in early in the episode where she's like, like, man, I can't remember what exactly she said, but she's basically worrying about whether or not she's good enough. And she's like, the watchers are going to ask me all these questions that I can't answer and all this stuff. And I'm not going to know the right thing to say. And then she realizes she's like, the right thing to say is what I say, because I've been doing this for years Mm -hmm. and I've been doing an excellent job at it. Like nobody's had the success rate that she has, you know, I mean, fucking faith, faith turned to the dark side, you know? (laughs) And it's like, you're really going to come in here and try to convince me that I'm doing a bad job. Like, how could you, how could you? And so basically she, she schools him Mm -hmm. and, um, she does. And she's like, you're going to give me that information and you're going to leave and you're going to update me if you have any further information. And I will update you when she's dead, basically. And, and then uh, you will pay Giles a crazy oh, amount of money. Yeah, 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 yeah. That was great. Yeah, so she like gets Giles rehired by the Watchers Council, so now he can kind of run the magic box for fun. And um which is also a great moment. She stands up for Xander, which I loved, and she stood up for all her girls, which I loved, and um yeah, there was just like it was like a good ending, and then an even better ending when he she says, So what's the information? And he said, Well, here's the thing she's not a demon. And Buffy's like, what do you mean she's not a demon? And the dude's like, she's a god. Which is 
greatness yeah for me for mm-hmm. me it's not for her not for her for her she's like oh no but for me i'm like <laughs> it's in slow motion yeah she's it for me like i'm really excited dude i mean i had a feeling that it was i knew it was something different but i didn't think that they would go god tier if you will mm-hmm. like i don't know what i thought it was i didn't i didn't think she was a god though and i'm really excited which means that ben is her brother i'm assuming um oh my god i'm at one percent okay so <laughs> okay so i give the episode i'm gonna give the episode like a a nine okay i'm gonna give it an eight personally but objectively like for for the things that it was trying to do, for the points it was trying to get across, for the for the character development that it was trying to convey, it's a 10. Mm-hmm. Like, it achieved all of its goals seamlessly. And the buildup was great. And there were a lot of intense moments. And, oh, man. I loved it, dude. I really liked this episode. I am going to give it, yes, a 9. It was a very okay. good episode. Yeah, um, I mean, I, I guess if you want to average... Oh, Caroline. Oh, no. <laughs> well, guys, I think that's it for... <laughs> I think that's it for our, our, our this week's episode of Buffy Speak. Caroline's gone MIA because she's reckless and dumb. And uh, it's just me now. Uh, signing off. Oh, we have a Twitter. It's at Buffy underscore speak. <laughs> um, and we do other things there, I guess. Um, hopefully Caroline hasn't completely lost her audio. Okay, bye. <laughs>